Hello and welcome to the Zero to Finals podcast. My name is Tom and in this episode I'm going to be talking to you about pneumonia. And you can find written notes on this topic at zerotofinals.com slash pneumonia or in the respiratory section of the second edition of the Zero to Finals medicine book. So let's get straight into it. Pneumonia is an infection of the lung tissue causing inflammation in the alveolar space. Pneumonia can be seen as a consolidation on a chest x-ray. Acute bronchitis refers to infection and inflammation of the bronchi and the bronchioles. Both pneumonia and acute bronchitis are classed as lower respiratory tract infections. Upper respiratory tract infections, for example a common cold, are usually viral. As a general rule, the lower down the respiratory tract, the higher the probability of bacterial infection as opposed to a viral infection. Let's talk about the classification. Pneumonia can be classified based on where the infection was acquired. Community-acquired pneumonia, or CAP, develops in the community. Hospital-acquired pneumonia, or HAP, or HAP, develops after more than 48 hours in a hospital. So if pneumonia occurs within 24 hours of hospital admission, it's still community-acquired pneumonia. Ventilator-acquired pneumonia, or VAP, or VAP, develops in intubated patients on the intensive care unit. Aspiration pneumonia is when the infection develops due to aspiration of food or fluids, usually in patients with impaired swallowing, for example after a stroke or when the patient has advanced dementia. Aspiration pneumonia is associated with anaerobic bacteria. Next let's talk about the presentation. The presenting symptoms of pneumonia are a cough, sputum production, shortness of breath, fever, feeling generally unwell, hemoptysis, which is coughing up blood, pleuritic chest pain, which is sharp chest pain worse on inspiration or breathing in, and delirium, where there's acute confusion. Characteristic chest signs on auscultation of the chest in patients with pneumonia include bronchial breath sounds, which are harsh inspiratory and expiratory breath sounds due to consolidation around the airways, vocal coarse crackles, which are caused by air passing through sputum in the airways, and dullness to percussion over the area of consolidation due to lung tissue being filled with sputum or collapsed. There may be derangement in the basic observations, and these can indicate sepsis secondary to the pneumonia, including tachycnea, which is a raised respiratory rate, tachycardia, which is a raised heart rate, hypoxia, which is a low oxygen level, hypotension, which is a low blood pressure indicating shock, fever or a raised temperature, and confusion. Next let's talk about assessing the severity. The NICE guidelines on pneumonia, updated in 2022, recommend using the CRB65 scoring system out of hospital and the CURB65 or CURB65 scoring system in hospital. 
The difference is whether you include the urea level as part of the scoring system. They suggest considering sending the patient to hospital for an assessment when the CRB65 score is more than zero out of hospital. The score is based on C for confusion, and this is new disorientation in person, place or time, U for urea above 7 millimoles per litre, R for respiratory rate above 30, B for blood pressure below 90 systolic or 60 diastolic, and 65 for age above 65 years. The CURB 65 score predicts mortality or death relating to the pneumonia. NICE state that a score of 0 to 1 is low risk with under 3% risk of death, 2 is intermediate risk with a 3 to 15% risk of death, and 3 to 5 indicates high risk which is above a 15% risk of death. Therefore, with a score of 0 or 1, consider treatment at home, a score of 2 or more, consider hospital admission, and a score of 3 or more, consider intensive care. Next, let's talk about the causes. The top causes of typical bacterial pneumonia are Streptococcus pneumoniae, which is the most common cause, or Haemophilus influenzae. Other causes include Moraxella catarralis, which is important in immunocompromised patients and patients with chronic pulmonary disease, Pseudomonas aeruginosa, which is in patients with cystic fibrosis or bronchiectasis, Staphylococcus aureus is important in patients with cystic fibrosis, Methicillin-resistant Staphylococcus aureus or MRSA is important in hospital-acquired infections and anaerobic bacteria are important in aspiration pneumonia. Next let's talk about atypical pneumonia. Atypical pneumonia is caused by organisms that cannot be cultured in the normal way or detected using a gram stain. Treatment with penicillin is ineffective. They're usually treated with macrolides, for example clarithromycin, fluoroquinolones, for example levofloxacin, and tetracyclines, for example doxycycline. Legionella pneumophila, or Legionnaire's disease, is typically caused by inhaling infected water droplets from infected water systems, such as air conditioning units. Legionnaire's disease can cause syndrome of inappropriate ADH or SIADH, resulting in hyponatremia or a low sodium. The typical exam patient with Legionnaire's disease has recently had a cheap hotel holiday and presents with pneumonia symptoms and hyponatremia. A urine antigen test for Legionella can be used as the initial screening test. Mycoplasma pneumoniae causes a milder pneumonia and a rash called erythema multiforme, characterized by varying sized target lesions formed by pink rings with pale centers. Mycoplasma pneumoniae can cause neurological symptoms in young patients. 
Chlamydophila pneumoniae causes mild to moderate chronic pneumonia and wheezing in school-aged children. Be cautious as this presentation is common without Chlamydophila pneumoniae infection. Coxiella bonetii or Q fever is linked to exposure to the bodily fluids of animals. The typical exam patient is a farmer with a flu-like illness. And finally, chlamydia sitaki is typically contracted from contact with infected birds and the typical exam patient is a parrot owner. A Tom tip for you, you can remember the five causes of atypical pneumonia with the mnemonic legions of sitaki MCQs. Legions for Legionella pneumophila, Sitaki for Chlamydia Sitaki, M for Mycoplasma pneumoniae, C for Chlamydophila pneumoniae, and Q for Q fever or Coxiella bonetii. Let's talk about some other causes. Pneumocystis geovecchi pneumonia or PCP, a fungal pneumonia occurs in immunocompromised patients. Patients with poorly controlled HIV and a low CD4 count are particularly at risk. PCP usually presents subtly with a dry cough without any sputum, shortness of breath on exertion and night sweats. Cotrimoxazole, which contains trimethoprim and sulfamethoxazole, treats PCP. The brand name for cotrimoxazole is Septrin, so you may hear people referring to Septrin when they're talking about cotrimoxazole. Patients with a low CD4 count due to HIV are prescribed prophylactic cotrimoxazole to protect against pneumocystis geovecchi pneumonia. The COVID-19 virus, or SARS-CoV-2, can cause pneumonia. The symptoms vary enormously. Anosmia, or a loss of sense of smell, is a clue to the diagnosis. Patients with COVID-19 pneumonia may not feel particularly short of breath despite having very low oxygen saturations, and this is referred to as silent hypoxia. Vaccination has dramatically reduced the number of severe COVID-19 infections. COVID-19 pneumonia is treated with respiratory support, for example oxygen, dexamethasone and monoclonal antibodies. Next let's talk about the investigations. Patients in the community with CRB0 or 1 pneumonia do not necessarily need investigations. A point-of-care test for the CRP level can be used in primary care or general practice to help guide the diagnosis and the use of antibiotics. A low CRP suggests more of a viral infection, whereas a very high CRP suggests pneumonia. Investigations for patients admitted to hospital include a chest x-ray, a full blood count which will show a raised white cell count, a renal profile and the urea level is important for the CURB65 score and to check for an acute kidney injury and the CRP level which will be raised in inflammation and infection. 
Patients with moderate or severe infection will also have sputum cultures, blood cultures, and pneumococcal and Legionella urine antigen tests. Inflammatory markers, meaning the white blood cell count and CRP level, are roughly raised in proportion to the severity of the infection. The trend can help monitor the progress of the patient towards recovery. CRP starts rising six hours behind the onset of inflammation and it peaks after 24 to 48 hours. So the initial CRP on admission may be low before becoming very high a day or two later and then coming down as the treatment is successful and the patient gets better. Next let's talk about antibiotics. Always follow your local area guidelines as these are developed by looking at the antibiotic resistance of the bacteria in the local area and they're specific to the local population. Mild community-acquired pneumonia is typically treated with five days of oral antibiotics, for example amoxicillin, doxycycline or clarithromycin. Moderate or severe pneumonia is usually treated initially with intravenous antibiotics and stepped down to oral antibiotics as the condition improves. Respiratory support, for example oxygen or intubation and ventilation, may also be required. Finally, let's talk about the complications. The complications of pneumonia include sepsis, acute respiratory distress syndrome, pleural effusions, empyema, a lung abscess, and death. So thanks for listening to this episode on pneumonia. As always, a big thank you to Harry Watchman for perfectly editing the podcast, and I hope you join us for the next episode where we'll go through arterial blood gases.